You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome in again to MLB.com Extras, the Pittsburgh Pirates edition. I'm Dave Raymond with Adam Barry. And uh, Adam, it's interesting, the Pirates in this hyper-competitive National League Central, we've seen the Cubs make a lot of moves. Uh, we know the Cardinals are kind of scrambling to figure something out themselves, but the Pirates have been very quiet at this winter meetings. Yeah, it's been a lot, a lot more talking than transactions so far. Um, they do have some holes to fill. They have some players that they can move, but so far they just haven't quite found a dance partner, which is what Neil Huntington was looking for when they came to these meetings. I, I feel like everybody feels a pressure to, to get going, especially when we see players coming off the board, right? And it's been a very active week mm-hmm. and was active coming into the winter meetings. Pirates have stayed patient, and in a way, I wonder now if it may benefit them. The Ben Zobris thing being done, uh, is, is Neil Walker a, a hotter commodity now? Right, they do benefit somewhat from waiting out the market because the teams that missed out on Ben Zobris, they've got to find a second baseman somewhere. Neil Walker is available. He's a cheaper one-year option. Uh, you can get him. The Pirates might be able to address some of their needs through that trade. Um, there's been interest from the Nationals, the Mets, the Angels, basically any team that Ben Zobris didn't go to, they're probably going to be interested in Neil Walker. Uh, the other one is, you know, pitching. Uh, the pitching market has been ridiculous. And uh, the big news was Monday at winter meetings, a role does Chapman going to the Dodgers? Well, whoa, uh, maybe not. And, and, and we have no visibility on how that process is going to play out. Melanson still hanging. The Pirates don't have to get rid of him, I, would, I wouldn't think. Right. But what are they thinking with Melanson? And is that, is that market heated up for them? Well, we thought it was going to when Chapman was heading to the Dodgers, but now that's kind of been paused because teams are waiting to see whether Chapman's available, whether uh, another closer that might have been available will go to the Dodgers instead, how that all plays out, the Pirates don't know. But they are in a good position in that they don't have to trade Melanson. They could bring him back and have him closing, Tony Watson setting up, and they'll have the same great bullpen that was so effective in 2015. Now, if an opportunity does present itself, somebody misses out on Chapman, they don't want to pay the price for Andrew Miller, they need a one-year option, the Melanson's available and the Pirates can wait for the best offer. We know the Astros have been very active in the market uh, for closer. They really wanted Chapman, and who knows, maybe that's still a possibility for them. Melanson, a former Astro, is there any natural synergies there? It would seem to make some sense, and Melanson does have an off-season home in Houston, so you can draw some connections there. I think from what I understand, the Astros might be looking for a little bit more of a hard thrower. Melanson gets by with you know, some deception, a cutter, 90 to 92. He's not going to throw 96, 97. That doesn't mean he's not effective, but it just depends on what the other teams are looking for. Yeah. Um, they need starting pitching. They need help at first base. You floated a name uh, the other day in one of your pieces, and I really like it. I think it, it kind of intrigues me a little bit, Justin Masterson. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I know there are some questions as to what you'll get out of Justin Masterson today, but uh, what, do, what do you think of that? Is there, is there something there, some smoke? He would be an interesting reclamation project, but it's not a true reclamation in the sense that he's never been good. It's that he was good several years ago. You know, he's had some down years, mostly due to injury, I think. Um, so there's value there. He's a ground ball guy. The Pirates love that. Uh, if they could get him on a reasonable deal, stick him with pitching coach Ray Searidge, see what happens, plug him into the middle or back into their rotation, 
I think it's a really interesting fit. But those are the kind of guys that you're going to see connected with the Pirates because they have this reputation for turning around pitchers. And uh, Neil Huntington joked with us the other day that pitchers should be paying them to come play for the Pirates based on what they've done for guys recently. Wow. I, yeah, those strong I, words. Yeah, I, I really like this. So what is, Nobody's it, done it yet, though. Has Cueto ponied up yet? Is, are they, could they be in on a, on a Johnny Cueto? I wouldn't expect that. It's interesting, though, that the Pirates have been linked to Scott Casimir uh, at these meetings. You know, that might show that they're willing to play in that second tier of starters. I think they would prefer a shorter-term commitment for a little, you know, fewer dollars. But if Casimir falls to them at the right price, I mean, it would be an interesting fit for not just this year, but the next several years while they add prospects to their, uh, to their rotation. All right, let's talk about first base for a minute now. Uh, Pedro Alvarez, you know, no longer a pirate. Michael Morse there, but, mm -hmm. you know, potentially a need to, you know, cover him with a platoon of, of some kind. I mean, yeah. I suppose you could go with him every day. What, what, what do you think the options are? They have not ruled out anything, yeah. which I guess is probably the smart way to go about it at this time of the offseason. Um, it could be Morse as your everyday option with, you know, somebody to spell him on, on occasion. It could be Morrison, a true veteran platoon partner, a Justin Morneau type, uh, perhaps. Or it could be a completely different starting first baseman with Michael Morse off the bench. And the name that I've heard at the meetings is Mike Napoli. And he would fit a lot of the, the criteria for the Pirates. He's a great defender. He hits for a lot of power. You could slot him into the middle of the order behind Andrew McCutcheon. He makes a lot of sense as a name for the Pirates uh, as they try to bridge the gap to, to Josh Bell. I love that name. I love Mike Napoli in that spot. That sounds like a real natural fit to me. It is. That people are kind of skeptical, skeptical of it just because Morse is a right-handed power hitter. Napoli is a right-handed power hitter. So how do they fit? Right. But, you know, if, if Napoli is your everyday guy, then Morse is available off the bench just the same way he was last year. So it's an interesting name. You don't know what uh, Napoli's market is like right now, but that's definitely a name to keep an eye on. A couple other names out there, guys like, you know, Ike Davis. Uh, do they have money to spend? Are the, are the Pirates willing to, to loosen the purse strings a little here? They will go above $100 million probably for the first time in franchise history, which is a pretty significant commitment. But if they're going to add, they're going to have to get rid of some guys. They might have to trade Neil Walker. They might have to trade Mark Melanson. Otherwise, you are looking at value buys. You're looking at Ike Davis or, like I said, Morneau, perhaps, someone who is a little more of an affordable option to slot in with Morse. But... If they get rid of those guys, maybe you can find a Napoli or somebody a little, uh, you know, on that next tier up. All right, what about the, the, the window in general for this Pirates uh, franchise? We've talked about it. We've hit on it before. Mm -hmm. But uh, especially when you see what, what the Cubs are doing, the Cubs are making a run for it this year. But they're also going to be positioned to be very competitive for a while. I think right. the Cardinals, I'm not sure what their direction is. We know you got two rebuilds in the division. What does that mean for the Pirates? It's interesting because the Pirates are built on this idea that they want to play competitive games in September every September. So that's not just about a specific window. That's about never letting the window shut completely. So they do recognize that they have a special team right now with Andrew McCutcheon at the core of it all. Um, but at the same time, they don't want to make a big mistake in the free agent market or you know, trade away their, their future, essentially, to compete in a division that is so hard already. You know, I mean, at this point, it could be anybody's division. It could be the Cardinals, the Cubs, the Pirates. They're in such a tough place that you can't sell out for that one shot. Uh, so I, I think it's an interesting sort of moment for them right now where they're in that place as both a buyer and a seller trying to build for now and the future. It's, it's a lot to balance, and it's, it'll be interesting to see how they do it. Right. Easier for some franchises than others. New territory, certainly for Huntington and sure. company. Uh, I mean, we're getting toward the end of this year's winter meetings, mm -hmm. almost nothing to report for the Pirates. Do you right. think 
Do you think you head head back with without any significant news, or do you think something goes down here? At this point, I wouldn't expect anything to develop. Uh, the Walker market is probably the most interesting thing to keep an eye on. Melanson was as of Monday, like I said before, but at this point with Zobrist off the board, that could be the first domino to fall sort of in that hitter market, and I think Walker is an interesting fit for a lot of teams. So that's the one I'd keep an eye on uh, before we head home. If the season started today, are the Pirates in a position to be pretty competitive in this division? I would say competitive, yeah, just because they're bringing back the core that was so good last year that won 98 games and you know made the playoffs two years before that. So I would say yes, they'd definitely be competitive again. Whether or not they can keep up with the Cubs and Cardinals, that's anybody's guess. Yeah, it's all, it always comes down to depth as well in those things. But Adam, great stuff. Uh, yeah, Continue uh, knocking on doors, man. Maybe, maybe something will go down here in these Hopefully. last couple moments. Okay, MLB.com extras, the Pittsburgh Pirates edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 